it is time to rewrite your story, seize control of your destiny, and become the unstoppable force you were born to be. Prepare to embark on a journey that will redefine what it means to be a man as we dive into the depths of your untapped potential. This is not a show for the faint of heart. It's for those who hunger for greatness, who crave more than the ordinary. Fear is not your enemy. It is the fuel that propels you to carve your own extraordinary path. Life may knock you down, but you rise stronger and more resilient every single time. This is not just your life, but a testament to who you are and who you will become. At the end of each day, when all said is done, you could proudly call yourself a man. Welcome to an all-new episode. Today, I welcome a man recognized as, as one of the world's most requested in-demand small business sales and marketing keynote speakers and consultants. I have the privilege today to have Steve Cypress as my guest. He is a successful serial entrepreneur who has created and built over a dozen successful companies of his own while helping thousands of other ambitious and aggressive business owners, entrepreneurs, executives, and sales professionals do the same for the past 35 years. He has assembled a team of the world's top business building experts as the publisher of Rhino Monthly Magazine, the Rhino Daily Blog, and the Rhino Daily Podcast. He has written numerous newsletters and articles on sales and marketing for many publications. He has appeared on radio, television, and international media, and is the best-selling author of over 20 books. Steve is the behind-the-scenes go-to marketing advisor for many top business owners, entrepreneurs, authors, experts, and thought leaders in 50 states, in 26 countries worldwide, in over 165 different industries. Steve Cypress, welcome to the show. Thank you, Len. That was quite an introduction. I, I hope I can live up to 100. <laughs> well, I hope so, too. I, I, you know, I know you on a personal level. I've been to your home. I've talked business with you. You are an extraordinary man with tons of wisdom. You have given me some amazing advice, which I deeply appreciate. And that's why I wanted you to come on this show, because I think a lot of men out there, especially men in the business realm, are, are probably a little lost in, in what they're doing and getting their business off the ground, being able to grow, scale. And I wanted to see what type of insight that you can bring to the audience along those lines. Well, first of all, I say congratulations to anyone even giving it a shot. Uh, starting a business from scratch, which I've done many times, is one of the toughest things there is to do. Uh, that's why franchising is so popular, because buying a buying into a, an already successful business, even if you're starting a new McDonald's or Subway or whatever, uh, you're buying into a proven system. Or if you buy another business that somebody is looking to sell, that is vastly thousands of times easier than starting a business from scratch. I'm sure everyone knows the failure rates, like 90% of businesses fail. And yet, as you just said, your viewers here and a bunch of people I know and myself and you, we, we go full guns right into it. Uh, I uh, think about all the time, an entrepreneur starting up a business is like if you've ever seen the movie Twister. Mm. Yeah. So the entire world, gets a warning there's a tornado coming and runs, drives, flies, does anything in the opposite direction, goes underneath, seeks shelter, 
anything to get out of the path of that storm, and yet the movie is based on these complete nutcases that are us, the entrepreneurs, that go, a tornado, fantastic, I'm going right into it, bring it on, because I'm going to do something super special and help a lot of people, that's my mission, I'm that driven, and, and I hate to say it, but that's how driven you got to be. Yeah. to be an entrepreneur. I want to make no bones about it. You are driving into a tornado. It's not if problems are going to come up. Problems are going to come up. Problems are going to come up in your business. They're going to bleed over tremendously into your household, into your relationship with your spouse, your significant other, kids, friends, neighbors, it, yourself. It's, 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 a, it's a storm. It's a twister. And yet, that movie wouldn't exist if there weren't people like us and people like those twister chasing, whatever they call them people, uh, because we're crazy. And we say, I know, I know, I know, Steve. Yeah, I've heard this all before. Len, you know, I know all this. Like I know, but I just want to tell you, I, I understand where you are. I've been there. I'm on the same page. And you, you recognize most of all in that movie, it was not a solo person going into the tornado. It was a caravan of support. It was, here's the tech guy, mm. and here's the this guy, and here's the, that guy looking at the map, and he's telling you about the wind, and he's telling you about the this, and he's operating the computer, and she's driving, and he's navigating, and this. And too many entrepreneurs go into a tornado alone, mm -hmm. and then you are like the cow in the movie who just comes spinning up in the air and flying off into nowhere, Bill. And that's my, I'm off the soapbox. But uh, that's my view of us crazy startup entrepreneurs. And, and I, I love how you added, it makes so much sense with thinking about the Twister movie and entrepreneurship. You know, that was a great analogy of it, especially at the cow at the end, Steve. You know, we all get, we, we rush right into wanting to build a business and really don't think about everything that really goes involved with it and also how it also not only affects us, but affects everybody else around us, affects our partner, our family. And as we know, businesses have their ups and downs. It's not as easy as certain gurus make it sound. It's not as easy as... Well, of course not. I'm one of those gurus. And I'm a behind the scenes to a lot of gurus. You think if we're selling our whatever, we're going to tell you about how tough it is and how dangerous it is and how, of course, we're not going to tell you all that part. Correct. We leave yeah. that to the weathermen. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, yeah. You who is your spouse? Who is your boss? If you're working a full-time job and you're starting a business on the side, I mean, there's plenty of people in the world. Yeah. Who are the weather people who are going, there's a storm coming, get away. Mm -hmm. So, but of course, the people that are selling you, you need a funnel and you need a website and you need an email campaign, you need a AI and you need a Facebook group and you need a... They're not going to tell you how difficult or time consuming or hit or miss anything those, those are. They wouldn't sell the thing, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm a big, that's uh, what I do. I help entrepreneurs and business people sell their thing, which is what a business is all about. If you don't sell, you don't have cash flow, the business dies. So that's what I help people do. And you better believe if I'm going to tell them about the negatives, I'm going to tell them it in a softening way. Yes. I'm going to say, sure, you know, the first time you try and float those thingamabobs up into the tornado thing you might not have those wings on them like a butterfly or whatever so it's going to completely fail and well, that's okay you're going to go you're going to learn from that you're going to go refigure it you're going to do it again but that's what being an entrepreneur is all about and along the way you're going to have fun you're going to make some money you're not going to have to work for the man 
blah, blah, blah. We're going to tell them about all this great stuff where we soften the part where I just said your entire core of what you do is going to fail and you're going to have to start over. Yeah. I highly recommend if anyone hasn't seen that movie, by the way, people don't think that's an entrepreneur movie. They would think it's the it's the Ray Kroc uh, founder McDonald's movie or it's the, you know, that's those. And by the way, who do you think those twister people were? They were entrepreneurs. Yeah. They said, we're going to invent this weather system thing and we're going to change the world. They were starting it from scratch. They built that cockamamie thing that they put in the truck in their basement or whatever they 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 had a used van or a truck or whatever and then you had the well-funded entrepreneur being the antagonist the guy with the brand new suvs and the latest whatever yeah that's the well-funded entrepreneur so if that's you that's great if you are this bootstrapping startup swashbuckling i'm gonna make it happen with nothing entrepreneur then you're the the stars of the twister movie but that is a fantastic entrepreneurial movie and, and I highly recommend, by the way, you have your spouse rewatch that again when you pre-frame it. Honey, I'm starting a business. I want to watch this movie with you. Yeah. And pause it once in a while and say, honey, when that happens in my business or our business or whatever you do, in our restaurant, when the cooler goes down on a Friday afternoon and we're out a $10,000 night and we're out all that food and we're thinking of packing it all in because those propeller things didn't work or our van broke down or whatever, what are we going to do? Yeah. Are we going to quit or are we going to do what they did, refigure the thing, come back? Highly recommend that when you're starting on this journey, watch that with your family, anyone that's going to be involved, affected by the ups and downs at least get them to agree they're buying in. And then of course, we'll see what happens when the rubber meets the road and all the stress and, you know, that's just the way it is. Boy, I'm sorry, did I just, I don't know if all your viewers just tuned out or changed their mind about not starting a business. I, I was gonna apologize, but you know, that's a good thing. Because sure. if it's not for you, you ought to know what it is before you get into it. If, if you said, I'm gonna be a quarterback in the NFL and make 20 million a year, that's great too. I'm gonna tell you, you might get your back broken. There's 300 pound guys running full speed behind you, smashing you to death. I mean, like, yeah. I'm going to tell you, there's two a day practices where you won't even be able to move. I'm going to tell you, you're going to break every bone in your body. Like, I want you to be prepared for this. But if you're that well prepared and you accept that, oh man, your sky's the limit. No, I, I love it. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch Twister now with a whole new perspective of the movie, uh, especially. Being an entrepreneur myself, I'm like, oh, I never. By thought the way, just to uh, to harp on this, beat this dead horse to death. Oh. Also, watch the support team because they will be the employees of the startup. It takes a special type of employee, which I have been at times, to work for a startup, knowing, yeah, you know, we're overworked. We're we have wearing ten hats. We're doing forty two things at once. We're not making a lot of money, but we're getting an X tiny quarter of a percent of uh, of uh, of uh, equity. So in case this thing ever does hit and goes public and becomes a billion dollar thing, like I get an extra, whatever the heck that is, uh, $250,000 or something. So, you know, but I'm in it for the fun and the rut. They're in it too. Watch how those, those employees, that's those support people. Those are your employees, how you have to keep them when the storms hit. They could have said, I'm out of here. I'm going home. What am I doing? Like, why are we doing this? Why are we sleeping in a van and, and traveling around, having no home, no family, whatever, like, your employees, as you build a business, going to have to be not as dedicated as you, of course, because you're yeah. paying them. Often we pay ourselves last. If I didn't mention that one, I'll just throw that in too. Often you'll go without being paid. 
Yeah. But you'll make sure to make payroll and pay your employees. Although sometimes some will come up and you'll have to have that really tough talk with the employees and go, I got to skip the payroll this week. I feel terrible. Blah, 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 blah. Things are going to happen. Yeah. Watch that movie from all angles. I know. I know. You, you bring so much truth to this conversation in regards to that movie. Let's let's talk about some of that's these. to your credit, Len. That's because you. I know you and what your audience is all about. And I want to bring the no BS straight talk, Steve. No nonsense. Let's lay it all out there. That's what it is. And and I and I love that. And that's what I want to hear. I want to hear the truth, the reality of these things. So working with so many businesses over the e years, you know, those that were startups and those that have been successful. What have you seen as some of the common challenges that business owners face and what would you recommend on how they can successfully overcome them? Well, how long do you have? I mean, like I just said, the whole thing's a challenge. There isn't anything that's not a challenge, but the two biggest ones, Let's go with biggest, that. One, biggest one is cash. Okay. But right there with it is mindset. And it's, they're, they're, they're intertwined because like I just talked about, if you don't have the right, right mindset, you're not going to make it through the downs. I was going to say the ups and downs. You'll make it through the ups, I'm pretty sure. You, you're not going to make it through the troubles that are going to happen. Mm. And so just when you have no money and your hard drive goes on the fritz and you're like, I can't even come up with a thousand bucks for whatever, what am I going to do? Well, you're going to figure out a way because you're an entrepreneur. You're going to go to an internet cafe. You're going to borrow an old laptop from a name. You're going to, you'll figure it out somehow. You'll go to a library. I mean, I've done all these things. You'll go use the public pay 10 cents a minute thing at the library. You'll do whatever you have to do. So the mindset, number one, but cash is blood to a business. Cash flow is blood flow. And without that, without the heart pumping blood throughout the entire body, without the business being pumped cash in consistently, like they just talked about, you can say, hopefully you have loyal enough uh, employees, you've gotten them to buy in that you could say once in a blue moon, I can't make the payroll this week. Try that for two or three or four payroll periods in a row and see what happens. Try that with your suppliers. See what happens when you get all the shutoff notices and you can't pay them. So you need cash for the thing. And like I said, if you're fortunate enough to be the, the antagonist in the Twister movie, the well-funded entrepreneur going parallel down the other road, laughing at the dilapidated bootstrapping entrepreneur, oh, those fly by night dilapidated yeah but those dilapidated guys are so dedicated and of course it's a movie but in the end they're like oh you went the wrong way we win boom uh but uh if you're well funded then you have the cash nailed you're still gonna have the down times you gotta you gotta worry about and i will say that if you're well funded without the right mindset you blow all that money uh, I'm old enough to remember, I don't know if any of your viewers are, the dot-com boom bust, whatever they call bubble bust boom thing of 25 years ago. Like those are very well-funded dot-coms mm. and they got millions and millions of dollars of investments and they blew it all and went bankrupt. So you can be the well-funded entrepreneur. You're still going to have to get the business going, go through the downs, lead a team through the downs and convince strangers to do business with you you can start out with referrals but if you're going to build a business you've got to get to where you're convincing strangers to do business with you these are very difficult things to do they, no and i agree and, and you talking about some things brought up memories of myself because i've been strapped before i've had my phone shut off and i'm like i gotta get this back on i gotta figure out 
have to get my phone back on because if I don't, my business is going to fail. I, I can't get back to my clients or how to spend money on marketing and be able to keep the doors open on, on various businesses. But I agree with you. You know, you got to have the right mindset about this. I, I've had over eight to 10 different startup businesses. Some have succeeded, some has failed. But I keep going for some crazy reason. I just feel like crazy. I have to do this. <laughs> That's right. And, and That's right. And in fact, that was another, hate to keep on. That was another part of that. I almost forgot the Twister movie was the fiance. Mm. The, there's the there's such a significant other who is like, you're crazy. And she was well-funded. Wasn't she some, you know, in, inheritance baby, you know, who was like, I, this, I can't be doing this. And she was like, you obviously have such a passion for this. You're never going to settle, happy, happy, settling down with me into a boring lifestyle. And she took off. Like, yeah. she saw the writing on the wall. She saw this crazy entrepreneur. What are you doing? You know, understand, do, do, you, do you have an idea? Uh, I wonder if your listeners know uh, about from the studies you read and whatever about how many small businesses there are in the United States, how many businesses there are in the U.S. Because they're almost all small businesses. Yeah, I don't know the numbers currently. Well, they'll say it's around 30 million. Okay. Okay. Well, last I checked, there's like 340 million Americans or something. Mm. So that's about one out of 11 Americans is a business owner, which tells me about 90% of Americans do not own a business, will never own a business. Mm. Won't own, they work for us. Yeah. They have to work for someone with the, what? what's the rating of this podcast? I'll just say the nerve. With the nerve to go out there and the care to want to help a lot of people and to self-sacrifice to do that. We're crazy, but 90% of people come, go to go to college, do that to get a job, to get a job. Oh, we need more jobs. You have politicians all the time. They're not talking to us. Politicians don't say we need more entrepreneurs. Correct. They say we need more jobs, we need more jobs, which means they need more entrepreneurs. Hello, we need more businesses started so we can employ more people. But the mindset, 90% of people are not over able to overcome all the programming by society mm. that you should fit into the system, get good grades, get to a good college so you can get a good job, then you can get a good retirement, get good benefits, boom, 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 the system. I mean, the entire American public school and most private school system is all based upon compliance about producing good workers. When the bell rings, you go to the next class. When you get assigned to that's your teacher, that's your teacher, you respect them, you listen to everything they say, you do what they say, that's how you get a good grade. It's all, you comply with the system, you succeed. If you're like me and you get sent to the, it wasn't the principal's office, it was the vice principal for some reason in my school, but you know, if, if he would like look at his watch when I came in every day, it's like, wow, that was, took a little while today, but every single day I was getting sent out of classes, kicked out of classes. I was not complying. I didn't want to be part of the system. Boom. Perfect mindset of the 10% of people that are cut out to be an entrepreneur. The world needs more leaders. There are plenty of followers. No, I agree with you. There are plenty of followers out there and, and, there aren't enough leaders at all. I mean, we even see that in politics. Even our polit uh, politicians aren't even qualified really to lead. And it's disappointing to see that entrepreneurship. Well, see, now I have, to, I have to break in there because, okay, you can be disappointed. I just look at the facts. 
It hasn't changed. 90% of Americans look for a job. Only 10% are unemployed. Now that changed, of course, way back the Industrial Revolution, where everyone was a small, was the the town, whatever, you know, horseshoe guy in the town, uh, ran the town store, and that guy was the town seamstress. But the Industrial Revolution, the advent of factories, mm-hmm. and then led to the public school system of like, we need to create factory workers. We need to greet people that when the bell rings, you go to the next class. That's it. No questions asked. Like, well, these are the classes you're taking. Like, I didn't want to take probably 90% of the classes I took. I don't know about you or any of your viewers, but I was like, I got to take whatever. I don't like whatever, but I got to take it. Right. Because they're, they're, it's, it's compliance based. But in that time, in the past 150 years or so, it has not changed. I don't see it changing anytime soon. So disappointing or not, I just look at it. That's the way it is. That's what we have to deal with. The good news is 90% of people are being brought up to work for us. Sure. Although I will say, now I will say, that is changing recently. Uh, the current young generation, mm-hmm. I apologize again, all your viewers, you, anyone that knows, I get confused. It's X, Y, Z, A, B, C, I don't know what it's called. But the current young generation coming out of college now is the most entrepreneurial generation since before the Industrial Revolution. And I think a lot of it had to do with all lockdowns. Yeah. And people realizing, number one, holy crap, they're going to do it again. And I'm going to lose my job and whatever. What, so I got to get something going. And number two, I don't want that to affect me. So I'm not even going to buy into that system where I can get locked down. Uh, I had to work from home, uh, you know, for a few years where I saw my parents do it or I went to school from home. So clearly I can do something from home. So it is shifting. We're getting more, more entrepreneurs. But what's it going to shift to? 80, 20, maybe? There's still going to be a vast majority of people buying into the system, liking the security. Because everything we just talked about, that Twister movie, I didn't see a lot of security. Right. There's not the security was, like I said, when the spouse said, I'm leaving, she mm. went to security. Uh, and so most people are. But us entrepreneurs, we go right into the uncertain. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, for some reason, I like living in the uncertain. For I don't know. It's it's well, me, you're you're with Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins will tell you there's certainty and uncertainty. And we need both. Yeah. Everyone needs both. So what happens? Workers, compliant employees work 40, 50 hours. If you include the, the, I have to get up at a certain time, I have to go commute for an hour uh, and then an hour back home and whatever, you know, that's 60, 80 hours of their week is compliance. I can't do something on a Sunday night because I got to go to bed because I got to go to work. It's a, their whole life is compliance. Mm-hmm. That's very certainty based. So in their off time, what happens when the, when the five o'clock Friday whistle blows, let's go to the bar, let's get drunk. Let's do some drugs. Let's do some skydiving. I don't know. We got to get some uncertainty in our life here because we are lemmings in a in a world of certainty. Whereas entrepreneurs, I don't know a lot of entrepreneurs that do a lot of drugs, mm-hmm. or or I don't need more uncertainty. What do I need uncertainty? My, my whole life is uncertainty. I'm an entrepreneur, and I help other entrepreneurs. So vicariously, I'm involved all the time in uncertainty, uncertainty, uncertainty. I mean, now the my my company, my corporation technically is called Successful Selling Systems because mm. I put systems into place to get some certainty into an otherwise completely uncertain world of sales, marketing, and advertising. Let's put some systems in place. So we, you can when's the last time ask entrepreneurs or ask yourself if you're if you're watching, when's the last time you took a week vacation? Because the the 90% of Americans demand it. 
I mean, yeah. they'll come in and you have an interview and they say, do you have any questions? And they'll ask all certainly certainty-based questions. Mm. They'll say, what's the pay? What's the benefits? What's the vacation time? What hours do I have to work? It's all, I need it laid out the certainty. But the entrepreneur says, you know, if I ever get to take a vacation, that'd be cool. And if I do, you better believe I have my laptop with me. And my beautiful wife, Michelle, is like, really now? Like, she's sitting out by the pool or whatever, and I got to be on the laptop. And, you know, we'll go do whatever. I'll, I'll drag myself to do whatever during the day and go out to dinner or whatever. And then when she goes to sleep, you better believe out comes a laptop. And there I am in the hotel suite or whatever. And I'm answering an email and putting up a thing and a doing or whatever. So, you know, we are buying into the uncertainty. Employees of the world, 90% of people are looking for certainty. But you got to have some of both. So we have a completely uncertain, crazy world as entrepreneurs. Got to have some certainty. And that's why I say take care of your relationships. Take care of your spouse, your significant other, your family. Don't blow that relationship. You know, I'll quote uh, the, the late, great Zig Ziglar. Big mm -hmm. influence of mine because he was a door-to-door -door pots and pan salesman. And I did door-to-door uh, -door sales for nine years. And when I first started and couldn't even bring myself to get out of the car, I wore out Zig Ziglar cassette tapes to date myself again uh, in my car way back in the early 90s. And uh, Zig is, uh, is, has a lot of great sayings for business owners, for salespeople. But he had one that hit me really well. He said, as a salesperson, you know, door-to-door -door sales, no matter what happens in that house and how the sale goes, and if they kick you out and scream at you or this or that or whatever, you have to wipe that all the slate clean before you go to the next door. And you have to walk to the next door like the last house just bought everything you had and life is fantastic and rosy and it's a million dollars. You have to bring that attitude into the house. He yeah. said, so why when a business owner or an entrepreneur or a salesperson comes home, why don't you do that? That's the most important door you'll ever walk into, Zig would say, for a door-to-door -door salesman who I have knocked on thousands and thousands of doors and i'll never forget he said there's one most important door of all and yet that's the one we neglect mm -hmm. so after a rough day and again i only we have to go over together there will be rough days spoiler alert after a rough day and then we get home to our spouse and we want to kick the door and don't talk to me i had a rough day i'm tired we were just going to crawl up on the couch watch tv not talk to our family not you can't do that that's the most important door of the day and everything we learned as a business owner, we got to bring to our family because you don't want to lose that family. That's your rock, your certainty in a complete world of tornadoes and uncertainty. That's going to be your most certainty if you're if you have any bit of a higher power or a spiritual or a religious connection. There's more certainty you can grab into your life. But as entrepreneurs, we need to look for certainty because we're in a life of uncertainty. Let the 90% of people. They're looking for uncertainty. And by the way, we know that really well. Maybe some of your viewers, their product or service is about bringing excitement, we call it. We don't, we don't want to market it as uncertainty. We're bringing entertainment and excitement to people's lives. Yeah. Our buyers are not usually going to be entrepreneurs. They have plenty of excitement and adventure. In their, like I said, every minute of their life. They, I was going to say in their in their day-to-day, -day, but it's an entrepreneur. It's 24-7. We'll wake up if we even sleep in a pool of sweat three in the morning and we're like, am I going to make payroll? Is that check going to come in? Is my product going to pass the inspection? Is my website going to be down? Is this going to happen? Is that going to whatever? Like we're 24-7 we're in an uncertainty world. So we don't need more entertainment excitement, but the 90% of people, 
need, especially in a tough economy like we're in now. I don't know this uh, recording will live forever, but you know, the economy goes in cycles. When you're in a tough economy, it shows people look more for entertainment. Streaming yes. services do well. Sporting events do well. Mm -hmm. uh, all of entertainment and excitement and adventure does well when there is uncertainty in people's lives. When there's too much certainty in people's lives, they need that uncertainty. We need more certainty because our whole life is uncertain. No, I, I love what you've been saying. I appreciate you bringing up the aspect about relationships because that was a question I was going to bring up with you because a lot of small business owners or business owners do end up in divorce because they don't balance that work-life relationship. And, I love and they don't balance it because they don't properly value it. Hmm. Hopefully I've helped somebody to recognize why you value that because you need certainty. Yes. And pretty much your best way to get so, so you know, and, and I've watched some of these movies. I've been startup as a kid, but I watched some of these uh, tech Silicon Valley startup movies mm -hmm. and all these programming tech kids, Zuckerberg and the rest of them, they live together in a house with like eight of them mm -hmm. sleeping on the floor programming all day. Yeah. Because they're young kids. They're not married yet with families, but they know we don't all live separately. We need that support. Mm -hmm. We need that while well, I'm trying to debug the heck. I'm not a coder, Rob. I don't know what I'm talking about. We're <laughs> debugging this thing, whatever. I'm right. I need to talk to this guy and just go, man, I'm, I just can't. It's been a week and I can't figure out this thing. And he's like, man, that's what, you know, you'll, you'll get it. Blah, 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 blah. We need that. Yes. So they create it. If they're not married, kids, family, community, mm -hmm. you know, they'll create it with friends. Uh, you know, I moved around a lot. Uh, when I was younger, and I would always, uh, I liked sports, and I would always go play on a sports team would be my way into certainty in the new community. So I would go to wherever the, you know, the softball league was, mm -hmm. and go to the field, not being on a team, not whatever, bring my stuff, go to the field, and just say, Did you just go to every manager, every team, who's the manager, go find a guy, do you need anyone? Say, well, no, we have plenty, of can I just be on the roster in case someone gets hurt? Because again, that's not an if either. If you played any sports, not if you're gonna. I still play senior softball this day. It's okay. not an if. Every single one of us is like, he just had rotator cuff surgery, hip replacement. He's got a bad arm and right. You can run on it. It's it's if it's just like business. It's if you're gonna get hurt and if you're gonna suffer. And we all know that. And so, but that was my way of getting certainty. And I had a whole system for it. I would get onto the team, and mm -hmm. then guess what? The team is going to the bar that sponsors them afterwards. Mm -hmm. And you're hanging out and getting to know people. And then uh, somebody is getting married and you get invited to the wedding or somebody's going uh, down to the, I was, uh, grew up in New York. They're going down the Jersey shore out to the Hamptons for the weekend. You get invited out there. And pretty soon now I get to develop relationships and meet people through uh, 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 an artificial relationship. I kind of created being single and alone. Mm -hmm. I knew I got to go plug in. Another mm -hmm. way to do that is find a church. Uh, you know, I've done it in all different ways, but to go plug in, we need to plug in. So if you have a family, don't unplug from that. Yeah. It's going to be very, it's, it's tough to do. They might even be negative towards you. So it, it's tough. They, they, every day you come home could be like that fiance in the Twister movie. Like, what do you do? This is crazy. 
This yeah. is hair, brain, and stew. You're smart. You're better. I've heard it all. You're better than this. You're smarter than this. Mm -hmm. You could get a good job. My father's uncle's sister's brother has a great job over here. Why don't you take that? Like, this pays 200000 a year. Go do that. Like, what What are you doing? I have a law degree. You have a law degree. You have a, What are you doing? Door-to-door -door sales. What do you do? Door-to-door sales. You have a law degree. Like, I, I've heard it all. Like, yeah. Whatever. It's all skin off the duck's head or whatever you call it. No, no, I, I agree with you. Uh, it's it's funny because I when you're saying a lot of this stuff, you know, I, I hear my mother always telling me like, go get go get a nine to five job, go get those benefits. I'm in relationships. That... Do not unplug from your mom is what I'm suggesting. Correct. Yeah. In fact, plug in, mm -hmm. find common ground. I, so you bring up your mom. So during my door to store door sales days, uh, my mom, as you can guess, not exactly positive about. It. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, but I was in a program, it was kind of, it was like a multi-level door-to-door sales company. So you, everyone started doing the door-to-door -door sales and unloading the trucks with the merchandise in the warehouse. But then as you got good at the sales, you could now start to train other new people how to do the sales, like someone trained me. So you, now you moved up to being a trainer. And then when you train a bunch of people and it shows you're really good at that, now you can move up to being an assistant manager. Now you're 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 doing interviews inside the office. You're no longer out selling in the field every day. You're doing the inventory in the warehouse. You're helping to do the deposits and you're learning how to run the whole place. And after a little bit of that, they set you up in a new location and they supply you with the goods. And now you run ads in the paper and you hire people and you train them and the thing goes on and on and on and on. So I'm like, look, mom, yeah, I'm doing this for a short time because I had just, I started my first multi-million dollar business in my final year in law school, but a few late years, seven years later, I messed it up. I mean, I very quickly built it to, uh, it had been only around about three years. I got a, uh, an offer to valuation of $4.75 million. Wow. Idiotically said no to it, like an idiot and kept bootstrapping. What a mistake. Mm -hmm. And uh, what that cash would have done for that business. But I didn't know anything about business. Uh, I just, was having fun doing, I turned my hobby into a business and I was having fun with my business. Uh, it was the largest in the industry. It was going great, but then I screwed it up. And I saw this ad for this management training program. I went in, they said, it's door to door sales. I said, I don't care what it is because no bank is going to give me money and mm -hmm. I'm not going to get to be running my own business again as quickly as I can with the backing of this company, which says you do this for a few months and we'll have you running a location. Well, it doesn't matter how much I told my mom that. She was like, I said, so here's the deal. And I would call her, I don't know, once a week, twice a week, whatever. And I, I made a deal with my mom. I, I don't know if I recommend this, but this is what I do. Okay. I said, here's the deal, mom. I love you. And I, I want to talk to you and I will call you all the time. So here's the deal. You can't be negative mm -hmm. about what I'm doing. I'm going out doing door to door. I'm getting negativity all day long. I'm getting door slammed in my face. I'm getting robbed at gunpoint. I'm getting arrested. I mean, you name it, everything happened to that thing. I mean, I'm having days I make no money. Uh, you know, come on. I'm getting rained on, snowed on. I'm out in 100 degree heat. Doesn't matter. Come on. So you can't be negative. Okay. I'm not asking. This is why I said, I said Mom, I'm not asking you to be positive. I know you can't be positive. Just be neutral. That's all I ask. Just be neutral. So we're not going to talk about anything I'm doing for my business. And you're not going to slip any snide comments about it. We're just going to have a neutral conversation. I love you, mom. Tell me about my cousins, my this, my that, what's going on in, in your life. And what I, and we'll have a nice neutral conversation. And then when I make it through this program and start running a multi-million dollar business again and making tons of money, then we can go back and talk because then you can be negative all you want, but uh, you won't be. 
But uh, that was a deal I made with her. So maybe you make that deal with your spouse, your significant other, whoever it is that's giving you a hard time. Like, I don't want to disconnect from you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go in a shell. I don't want to get divorced. So you, you got to stop being negative. But I'm not asking to be positive. See, people think the opposite of positive, negative. No, no, there's an in-between. So, honey, I'm not asking to be positive. She's not going to be positive about the thing if she's negative about it, right? That twister fiance was not going to be positive. Yeah. And, and he brought her along with her for a ride along. And she was like, yeah, no, I'm staying at home tomorrow when you go out. This is crazy. Like, hey, hey, just lay off using the word it's as crazy and just say, have a nice day. And when I come home, just go, here's dinner. Let's watch a movie. Let's relax. I don't think he he, he put made that deal with her. I don't know if she would have taken it, but that's what I suggest. If it's really tough with your significant other or your family, ask them, make a deal. I don't want this to spiral into divorce, disconnection. I go into a shell. It's a ruined relationship. I sleep on the couch, right? We face each other in the bed. We face the other. I don't want any of that to happen. And I know you're not going to be positive about my startup until it gets going, which I don't will. But in the meantime, just be neutral. Try that. Dave, I absolutely love that. That's amazing advice. Just be neutral, set those boundaries and so that you can have a better relationship with your partner, with your family members and so forth. I think well, that's you need, you need certainty. You're an entrepreneur living in a world of complaint. And if you come from corporate world and said, I want to go out on my own or even a plumber who's been working for Joe the Plumber for 10 years and said, you know, this guy's a schmoke. I'm going to get my own van, my own tool. I can do this myself recognize you're coming from certainty or even if you came out of school you're coming unless you do it like i didn't just rebel completely against the certainty you're coming out of a certainty environment yes into a completely uncertain world recognize that understand that and realize you've got to look for certainty and when you find it grab onto it mm. i am one of the most ridiculously overly loyal people there is because of that reason so for instance i'm from new york and still to this day I'm a loyal, diehard fan of my beloved, but dilapidated, disappointing New York Mets. Uh, you know, uh, uh, back when I, that's the only team I follow anymore, but I was a, a, a Jets fan, a Knicks fan, a Mets fan. Are you kidding me? These are perennially like the most embarrassingly worst teams in sports for the last 40 years. And yet I've lived in like 15 different cities and I'm still 100% loyal. People like, I, I live in Phoenix, uh, Scottsdale area of Arizona. They're like, why aren't you a Diamondbacks fan? Because I'm a Mets fan. Well, you were living in Chicago 15 years. How come you're not a Cubs fan? Because I'm a Mets fan. Like, I lived in Boston for 18 years. A Red Sox. No. Well, a little bit of Red Sox fan because they're the arch rival of the Yankees, which okay. the Mets also are. So I was like, okay, I like them for that reason because don't like the Yankees. But the, the Red Sox and Mets played in the World Series one year when I lived in Boston. Yeah, and there's no doubt where my loyalty was. I'm a Mets fan. That's what it is. So no matter how bad they are, and they're bad, mm -hmm. and they're embarrassing, and they're I think this year they have the highest payroll in the history of sports, and they suck, and they're out of it by like <laughs> like halfway through the season. They're mathematically, they're terrible, and yet I love them just as if I had a kid who had a disability. Would you Would you not love your kid if he had a disability? Sure. Like the Mets have a disability. They are a ridiculously horrible team. I love them to death. That's all. That's certainty. No, I don't ever switch teams. Doesn't matter what the Mets do. I am a Mets fan, period. So that's, 
I, I'm hoping that's how you are with your spouse. You said till death do your part. Better for work. Did you mean it? Hopefully you did. Dig in because there's your certainty. And that, by the way, will allow you to, to, to uh, overcome, to, to accept more uncertainty. The more certainty you have in things like family, you know, religious, spirituality, community, teams, whatever gives you that rock, that certainty around you, allows you to handle the more uncertainty that's happening. The more uncertainty you can handle, the more successful you will be as an entrepreneur. I'll give you an example, the richest guy on earth right now, Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. Well, how many companies is he owning at once? Like he can't even stand when the company is going good. Well, I got I to gotta take over now. And now I got to take over Twitter, this disastrous, ridiculous cesspool of crap. I got to take this one over uh, because he's a typical ADD entrepreneur. I got to do something new. I got to have uncertainty. I got to have a challenge. I got to have crazy. Yes. And when, if, he, if or when he gets that thing going, if anyone here thinks that's it, that'll be the last business he ever buys or starts, like, are you kidding me? He, There's no way. He will have to start another one, and he will almost cause uncertainty. That's what you have to watch out for. Don't cause more uncertainty than you need. Wow. Don't be coming home upset, causing uncertainty in people. Don't be tweeting out ridiculous things, causing uncertainty. Like, you got enough uncertainty. Sure. No, Steve, this this has been an amazing talk. You brought up such great um what time is it? Are we done already? Okay, yeah. See, we didn't even get started. I don't even think we talked about anything. You talked about amazing things. Whatever all your questions are, we didn't cover any of them. I apologize. <laughs> no, you no, you took it in the right direction of what we what I was looking for in this conversation. I apologize to all your viewers, listeners, readers, whoever they are who thought I'm going to come on and tell you all about marketing and advertising because that's my bread and butter. I can help you with that, but uh, but. Uh, we didn't get to any of that stuff. So. No, I mean, no. what you brought was golden. I mean, because a lot of business owners are suffering in their relationships and don't know how to manage that balance. In it. And I love this talk that you... Yeah, it's a shame. Talk. We say things like, it'll get better when the business starts to succeed. It'll give it... Yeah. Again, ten, that's a 10% chance, first of all. And second of all, why give up so easily on the present and the near future? By saying, oh, when it gets great. First of all, a good support system and that certainty at home will help it succeed sooner and more likely. So I've been there. Not a good thing to say, like, oh, you'll see under your breath, you know, to your significant, you'll see when this gets better. Like, uh, like I suggested, I, like all my teaching, it's not ivory tower stuff. I didn't just come out of the blue and tell you should do that with your mom or whatever. That's what I did. Yeah. I made it up on the spot as a, you know, 20. 30, 31 year old kid or something. I just made it up. I was like, but you know what, mom, just be neutral. Like, just be neutral. Don't be, don't, don't push people away. Don't push anything away. Keep all your certainty you can. And, uh, but go for it. I'm with you. Yeah, no, no. See, this is a beautiful conversation. Right. You, a lot, you nailed a lot of things that are, are important for people to start thinking about and your approach and your experience in this and I, and I love how you pulled in the twister movie because now that's got my brain in a twister so to speak and thinking about all these things i have to go back and watch the movie now and take it from a new approach um of, of looking at that movie and picturing it as more of a business movie than just a movie about a natural disaster 
you know, so I, I love everything that you spoke yeah, about. Yeah, we could go on with that. I mean, the employees are hunkered down waiting for the storm to go over. That's this economy. They're yeah. waiting for it to blow over. The entrepreneur is not waiting for it to blow over, not the aggressive, ambitious one, like you talked about in my introduction. Mm -hmm. That's in there for a reason. I don't want to work with entrepreneurs and business owners who want to wait for this to blow. That's fine. Wait for it to blow over. I want to work with the ones that go, yeah, but I want to make money now. I want to make money not only despite the tough times, but because of there are things you can do in tough times and tough economy that work better in a tough economy than in a booming economy. That's who I want to work with. The people who say, how can I do even better? Now, we're not rooting for a bad economy. It's just going to happen anyway. So when it happens, why don't we do the things that work even better in a down economy? That's the Twister movie. I'm driving into the storm. I'm not waiting for it to hunker over. I'm actually waiting for it to come. Bring yeah. it. Oh, look. They're all having breakfast. They're like, oh, look at this. We have the world's greatest pancakes and breakfast gets all served to. I know the director knew what he was doing. He's, he's an entrepreneur too. They they have this the most beautiful breakfast ever served with a nice lady in the relationship. They've known her for years and everything's great. Look, there's a forecast of an E5 something or other. That's it, everyone bolts up into the vans, into the uncertainty. We can't even stand the certainty long enough to finish our pancakes, for crying out loud. Let's go to the uncertainty. Charge. That's right. No, I, I no, I love it. So, Steve, since we are coming to the end of your show, you're um, the the marketer. I'm going to let you seamlessly self promote yourself. Tell tell the viewers a little bit what you do, what you're looking for, how you can help them, and then we'll just close it up. Well, I won't take a lot of time with that. It's very simple. If you we just talked about it, if that describes you, not just waiting for it to 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 blow over and hoping things get better, but ready to power into that storm and ramp up your advertising, marketing, sales, get that cash flow pumping, give yourself that defibrillator and get that blood pumping, uh, then that's what I do with clients. I get your advertising, your marketing and sales. I work with you to, to identify your ideal target client. Might not even be the one you thought it was. I might have you go in a whole different direction and my clients go, wow, I never thought of that, but you're right. That's so much better, easier, faster, cheaper to reach. Let's go. Let's do it. And then I help you craft an irresistible offer that makes them feel crazy if they don't do business with you. And then we get involved in all the different ways you're going to use to get that irresistible offer in front of the, that ideal target who. That's what I call the wow strategy. The W, first W is the who you want to do business with. The O is your irresistible offer to get them to do business with you. And then the last W is the ways you'll use to get that irresistible offer in front of your ideal target who. Now, here's the problem. Probably 99% of people do it backwards. Mm. They start with the last W, the ways. Now, I, it, it's W. I could have said the first W stands for the ways. St say, I want to do Facebook ads. Start there. I want to do Google AdWords. I want to put up a funnel. I want to. You're starting with the ways. Mm. Even anyone that's going to help you put up a funnel or run it is going to ask you right away, well, who is your target market? But that's where you start. So most people do it all wrong. And that's unfortunately a big reason why 90% of businesses fail. They don't get their advertising and marketing and sales dialed in. That's what I do for people. I call it the wow strategy. And people can find out more by going to, oh, I can't see it on the blur, www.v.com. Wow, strategy.com. Okay. 
www.thewowstrategy.com. And that's where you get a, uh, you see a little video goes over uh, basically what it's all about. And then we can get on the phone if you want. And I can help you out on a quick call. Very rarely. I have very high standards at this point in my career. That's nothing personal. It's just, I know what I'm looking for, someone to work with. But even if we don't work together and you become a client of mine, I will help you out on that call. And it can be, in case you can't tell, I can help you out specifically with your advertising, marketing, or sales, or anything to do with being an entrepreneur and running businesses. Great, great. So, guys, so if you're out there listening, reach out to Steve. If this is, sounds like this is what you're looking for, then Steve is the man that you need to speak to. Steve, thank I like that you said if it sounds like, because if it looks like what you're looking for, that's a big problem. Like, hopefully you're not looking for a bald that old ball guy uh, with a stupid red Hawaiian shirt, which by the way, since I live in the Scottsdale area, I look out the window every day and I'm like, I should be on vacation. And I put on a stupid red Hawaiian shirt and I go to work. Hey, that's no problem. It's Probably not happen. looking for this look, but yeah, if that sounds like. So if it sounds like Steve is a person that would suit you and what you're looking to do, please reach out to him. He is an amazing person. Like I said, I know Steve personally. Uh, I respect this gentleman and I, look up to him as a mentor. Thank you, Linda. The feeling is 100% mutual. So thank you, Steve, for being on the show, and I wish you the best.